0: reading from the Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter, the Contemporary English Version. A man in a crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to give me my share of what our father left us when he died. Jesus answered, Who gave me the right to settle arguments between you and your brother? Then he said to the crowd, Don't be greedy. Owning a lot of things won't make your life safe. So Jesus told them this story. A rich man's farm produced a big crop, and he said to himself, What can I do? I don't have a place large enough to store everything. Later he said, Now I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones where I can store all my grain and other goods. Then I'll say to myself, You have stored up enough good things to last for years to come. Live it up. Eat drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool, tonight you will die. Then who will get what you have stored up? This is what happens to people who store up everything for themselves, but are poor in the sight of God.
1: So in case you missed it, Jesus thinks greed is a bad thing, (laughs) pretty clear, I think we might have some mixed feelings about greed. Because in many ways, greed is the basis for our economic system, for capitalism, and good things have come out of that. Good things come out of of the way that we... um, you know use entrepreneurship and the way that people invest themselves and yet greed is is often um, you know what advertising uses that we buy what we need and then we buy what we want and we buy what we want and we buy what we want and we're always wanting to buy more and we recognize greed as one of the seven deadly sins pride greed, lust, envy, gluttony, anger, laziness, that this is a deadly sin, that it, these sins hurt us. And so we recognize that greed is one of these sins of putting ourselves first before others, putting things first above all else. But I think the other thing that makes our scripture hard to read is the truth is we are rich, all of us. By worldly standards, every American is rich. By historical standards, we are all rich. In fact, we have an aversion to food because overeating is our problem, not hunger and famine. Air conditioning is our norm. Wearing shoes is the norm surviving infections is the norm. Imagine, imagine if you heard today's reading sitting here with bare feet, having walked an hour from your house, one room with a dirt floor, your stomach's feeling a little empty because you haven't, you just never quite have enough to eat. And if every single one of us knew someone who had died of infection, today's reading would be completely different. Jesus said, don't be greedy. Owning a lot of things won't make your life safe. Greed comes from fear around safety, that we need stuff to feel safe. And the truth is, if we were sitting here barefooted with empty bellies and, you know, no medicine, there are some things that would really help our lives to be safe. But the irony as human beings is that the richer we get often the greedier we get. Study after study has found that as income goes up amongst Americans the percentage of income given away goes down. So instead of wealth making us more generous it actually tends to make us greedy, which sounds a lot like fear growing, that need for safety growing. So let's go back at what Jesus said. His reading begins, I think it's a little funny. Person comes up to him, you know, and says, Jesus, tell us how to handle our money. Jesus says no, and then goes on to tell them how to handle their money. Although the truth is, the question was not, Jesus, tell us how to handle our money. The question was, solve this family dispute. We're having an argument. We want you in the middle of it. (laughs) Which was actually a common thing that rabbis did. They solved disputes. And Jesus declines the job. And then he goes back to being the savior of the world. And he says, don't be greedy. Owning a lot of things won't make you safe. And then he gives that story about safety. A rich person produced a big crop. There was no problem, we don't hear any problem about the crop. And in fact, you know, and a big crop would have been, you know, abundance from God. That the land produced extra that year. And the things that we receive, the material things that care for us and nurture us, are still blessings from God. And then the rich person says, what can I do with it all? You know, like those of us with more than one zucchini plant right now are asking. (laughs) What can we do with it all? The person in our story only could come up with one idea. I'll keep it. I'll keep all of it. I'll build bigger barns and put more of it in there, and it'll last for years. Well, if any of you have lived on a farm, you know (laughs) that years later, the barn has been a great living for the mice, not so good for keeping grain really good, unless you have very specific um, um, uh, storage. So this person, not so wise, is going to put all of it in big barns just for himself and it's going to make them safe. Their problems will be over. And then they can just spend their life eating and drinking and enjoying themselves. Primary concern, how to have fun. Just for themselves. Having fun. Except that it doesn't work out. They don't have these years and years and years. What a fool. This is what happens to people who store up everything for themselves, but are poor in the sight of God. Other translations say not rich in the sight of God. So our rich person in possessions, not rich in the sight of God. So the problem was not this abundant crop, that was a blessing. The problem we're not even told was enjoying themselves. The problem was using possessions to keep themselves safe and it didn't work. That they were greedy and that greed came from this deep fear that we don't have enough to be safe or we won't have enough to be safe. And so we gather more and more and it just doesn't work as income goes up, percentage of giving goes down. In fact, when they've done studies, as income goes up, sense of financial insecurity often goes up, which is puzzling to me. And yet that's what they're finding. When folks are looking at possessions to make them safe, more possessions does not do the job So if possessions doesn't make us safe, what does? Richness in the sight of God. Storing up treasure in heaven. And in the Gospel of Luke, which our reading is from, over and over Luke presents two ways that we store up riches in heaven. Faith and faithful giving. Faith is that attention to God noticing God, prayer, listening to God, putting our heart with God. It is responding to those prompts God gives us every day. It is trusting that God is strong enough to care for us, strong enough to keep us safe. And I think for many of us, that's actually a big ask. Because we believe in God but we're not sure God is really strong enough to actually protect us. Trusting that God is strong enough and trusting that God cares enough about you to do it. For some of us, that's an even bigger ask because we have been hurt and we struggle to trust that we won't be hurt again even from God yesterday we celebrated a a funeral for Shirley Lefner Um, and her son mentioned to me that it was the first time he'd ever been in church without covering up his tattoos so somewhere along the line he was told if you have ink on your body you are not welcome here so it was delightful that I stood up and pointed out it's nice to have others with personal adornment in the church with me hoping to give a new story and I'm hoping for him it opens up a new story in his life so faith, faith stores up treasure in heaven And faithful giving stores up treasure in heaven. This person in the story only had one option, keep it. They hadn't really considered giving. And those who raise a lot of zucchini, man, that's the first thing on your mind. You know exactly how much fits in the freezer, and the rest needs to go. Well, outside of zucchini, I think that kind of discernment's tricky for us. It would, it would be easier if we had barns that were the right size. Fill them up, we're good. We've got it for the year. It's not like that for us. We have to discern of this gifts that God has given us. What is for us? God's care for us. God's abundance caring for us. And what is the excess that God lets us be the agent for God's generosity? And that requires discernment. It requires discernment and is tricky because greed, you know, tells us to hoard more than we need. And so sometimes we follow that. And sometimes we overcompensate and aren't aware of even our own needs. But God cares for us through these possessions through through things and cares for others so safety treasure in heaven richness in the sight of god is faith and faithful giving in that faithful giving in trusting god it decreases our fear and i have seen that in people I have, in my life, I have known people across the economic spectrum. I have known people way beyond comfortable, rich, full barns, a lot more than one full barn. I've known middle class people doing just fine. I've known working class people struggling to make ends meet. And I've known people well below the poverty line, homeless folks. And in every single group, I've known people with deep anxiety and I've known people with peaceful contentedness. And the difference was not how much they had, the difference was how much they gave. And if you want to see an example of just how fearful many rich people are, look at the stock market. Because that's primarily driven by the wealthy. You know, when one little piece of bad news comes out, plunge, down it goes. And then a little piece of good news comes out, and way up it goes. And then down it plunges, and then up it goes. I've often joked that I think the stock market is run by, like, emotional adolescent boys. (laughs) Because of this noise. (laughs) What's really happening is fear. Fear expressed in greed. And then I've known others, very way beyond comfortable, who, who give a lot, who tithe 10% to their church, a full tithing, and give way and above beyond to other charities. And in them, that fear is not there, that greed is not there. It looks like that they have given away their financial anxiety with their generosity. And that faithful giving happens across the economic spectrum. It amazes me how folks living in poverty and homelessness who have so little still find ways to give. I remember Tommy, a homeless fellow, who on my birthday gave me a cross. And how wonderful that was. Jesus says, don't be greedy. Owning a lot of things won't make your life safe. Store up treasure in heaven, faith, and faithful giving. But Paul says we are slaves to sin, and isn't that the truth? Because we have this deep drive in us to you know get more and more and acquire more and more and we feel afraid and life feels fragile and so we hold on to safety like i was holding on to that chair and we hold on to our possessions to try to give us safety but you know it's not really a very good thing to hold on to it keeps moving and then in wisdom we let go and we go hold on to something a whole lot sturdier. We hold on to God who is solid and now the wind doesn't bother us and the rain doesn't bother us but the problem with the analogy of the church is that when we hold on to God, God holds us back. It's not just us holding on anymore. God holds us back and this life that we are trying to protect to keep safe is the life that God gave us. And this life that God gives us is bigger than the existence right now. But it goes on. It goes on to a life that we can't take possessions to where our barns won't keep us safe, but that treasure in heaven is what we have to take with us. This week, God is going to prompt you. This week, God is going to give you some excess. It might be a little, and it might be a lot. And then you get to choose whether you store it up or whether you give it away, that generosity that God is giving for others. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we are a fearful people, and greed is not something that we can get rid of on our own. Lord, we ask you to grow in us a sense of safety in you. We ask you to discern well, Lord, what gifts in our lives are for us and what are to be given away. And Lord, we ask for the peace that comes from trusting you. We pray these things in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.